Hello, welcome to Let's Get Down to Business with the Prince Rupert and District Chamber of Commerce. We are here to give a voice to our local business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to strengthen and support our local business community and to share the wisdom and experience of longtime business leaders and the fresh ideas and experiences of new entrepreneurs. So let's get down to business. Hi, my name is Daphne Thompson. And I'm the president of the Prince Rupert and District Chamber of Commerce. Today, I have the absolute pri privilege to get down to business with Sweat Rebel Fitness, our very own Hannah and Crystal. Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> Hannah, let's start with you. Please tell us yeah. a little about you. What's your background? How did you get to Prince Rupert? How did Sweat Rebel start? Uh, yeah, um, I have been, uh, I was came here uh, to Prince Rupert when I was younger, and then I left when I was a teenager and came back as an adult. And so um, having a little bit of that experience, kind of going away and coming back, I really realized that Prince Rupert is my home. I absolutely am drawn to it. Uh, so it's nice to get out and experience things outside of Prince Rupert, but um, I absolutely feel 100% me in, being in Prince Rupert in this community here. I love the North. So um, that being said, then um, where we got to Sweat Rebel from now, I've been in Rupert here for over 15 years uh, since I, I moved back for the second time. And uh, I've always been a, like a bit of an athlete. I think just kind of a baseline athlete dabbling in and, um, you know, here and there with different sports, done some a few competitions, uh, but never um, really put it as a priority um, in, in my life. I was always um, really working hard to uh, get through school and to, to go to university and try to figure out what my career path was. Uh, so when it came down to finding Sweat Rebel, it was just such an interesting uh, way that it all kind of unraveled because I had put so much focus into my career that I really forgot about my passion. It was just more like get a good job, make sure there's job security that you can provide and it's sustainable. And, uh, and then I ended up completely uh, dumping university and I didn't finish. Um, I, I mean, I regret that. Uh, but at the same time, I don't because I realized that I would have gone maybe into a career path that I wouldn't have had as much passion. So I, I really understand when people say the spark now, when you need to find that spark and that passion, you're like, oh, I get that. <laughs> I get that now. So, um, so um focusing on my career and, and school and then coming in, into Prince Rupert, the, the, I'll just cut to right to the chase of just <laughs> moving on through adulthood. Um, the biggest part of my life that I really needed um, in my, my health and my fitness was when uh, I had my daughter. So my first pregnancy was really hard. I put on a lot of weight. I didn't bounce back the way that I thought I would. And then there was the mental health aspect of that of, changing and becoming a mother, um, you know, having a blended family, the complexities of that, and, and also being a young parent. So there was, there was just so much going on that I really would say that my life was full of a lot of anxiety and chaos and some depression. And I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. And, and I just felt like there was a lot of vibrating. So second daughter um, happens and uh, things got even worse. I experienced postpartum for the first time. So, and I'm sorry if I'm going to cry. It's really, she's going to make me. Yeah. It's, it's a really emotional process for me because, um, you hear about it a lot about postpartum and that was so detrimental for me. I didn't think I was going to come out of it. And I felt like I had nobody 
but I did have the community, but when you're in it, you feel so alone because you don't recognize yourself anymore. Mm. So um, at that point, I knew something needed to change. Like I needed help and I was seeking help and I wasn't getting it. And it was just one barrier or stumbling block after another. And I'm just begging for help and I couldn't get it. And then a lot of places didn't feel safe for me. I felt like there was judgment. I sought out different places to try to move my body or to gain some mental health education. And it, um, it was just, a, a, you know, it would get me a little bit and then a big hurdle and I would fall right back. And so I just, I came across um, K2 Fitness, the people that are actually the previous owners of our gym and they made me feel so safe and empowered me and encouraged me with baby steps with no pressure to just find my journey. And it was slow and, you know, there's lots of ups and downs roller coaster, but it was constantly getting better. It was constantly still getting better. And I wasn't going backwards. I wasn't trying to find quick fixes to help me. I really realized that um, I needed to just make an entire lifestyle change and I had a safe space now. So that safe space um, encouraged me to start um, using fitness as a way to release the stress and really reconnect to my body and feel my body again and, and just to, to bring me back to me. And so as that happened, um, the instructor approached me and really thought it was a good idea that I should become an instructor. And I didn't have any confidence at the time. I thought, no way. I pushed her off for years. I was not ready for that, but it was always in the back of my mind because um, I knew that I was that person that had that drive and I wanted to find that, mm. that well, inner light. Yeah. I wanted to find me again. And I know mm. me, I'm just like out there extra, <laughs> extra burden. I want to be around everybody. I want to learn. I want to educate. I want to do everything. I love dabbling in a little bit of everything. I'm such a curious person. So I knew it was in me, but I was really, really low confidence and um, going through so much internally. And that um, I finally took the step to become an instructor and it completely changed my life, getting on uh, an indoor cycling bike and being able to take everything out and to breathe and to feel my breath and my body, everything. So um, yeah, that was just the, the stepping stone <laughs> to where fitness really became a big part of my life and um, to find that space that allowed me to do that, uh, to take that journey that didn't hinder the healing process for myself. Um, so um, when COVID had happened, that's when uh, the studio had decided to shut down. And it wasn't because the business wasn't there. It was just that I think the owners took a time to reflect and realize that they wanted to move on to other things. They had been doing it for so long. And I just thought that this is it. Like, this is mm, what sign. I want to do. This it's is the sign. Yeah. <laughs> this is the sign. This is, I, I should be doing this. And I felt it. I was still struggling with confidence, but I was like, I just feel so connected to this right now that I must pursue this. This is what this passion or spark I think I'm feeling. And I just, I feel drawn to it. And the more that I invested my energy into it, I just realized like, this doesn't feel like work. This feels like just an absolute connection to myself. And it's, mm -hmm. I feel so authentically true to myself right now. So um, I reached out uh, to Crystal for uh, financial advice about the possibility of purchasing a studio and during COVID and like, what are your thoughts um, from her background? And, and she'll tell you more about her. <laughs> and, um, uh, and then we hit it off. 
we hit it off and it was yeah. just like we knew each other in passing yeah but now we know each other all a lot of a sudden better. we just got really yeah <laughs> we really, really close really deep and then we were just like okay <laughs> we were we were soul sisters here just pairing up and we just really rot, rode that that vibe of sharing each other's passion and, and encouraging others and, and and that's where things started to take off yeah that's really our main goal is helping other people find their passion that's yeah. kind of what brought me here as well I moved to Prince Rupert, I would say it's been 17 years now since I moved oh, to wow. Prince Rupert. Um, it's the common story that everybody tells you. I came here to visit and I haven't left yet. So the visit's going really well. I have a permanent house and job <laughs> and a partner that I've actually had for 16 and a half years. So really that's kind of what kept me here. But I came here to visit my dad who used to run the performing arts studio. And um, I just never, and I, I never left. and. I've never really been, Hannah used to be, talks about being an athlete her whole life and maybe this like, like bar level. Like I was more of like the couch potato when I was younger. I am like the opposite. I played badminton I in school in like grade eight and that's about it. I hated phys ed. <laughs> I, I did a complete 180 when I got into my twenties. I started taking random fitness classes in town here started trying different things I eventually became a long distance runner and so oh. I would run uh, I ran marathons half marathons 5ks 10ks I was the president of Rupert Runners the running club here in town for five six years I for at least five of those years I ran the learn to run program with um, other coaches but uh, I was would lead the kind I've of I've done that program yeah, it's a it's a good one, hey. It is. <laughs> so it was really nice to share my passion of running with others, mm -hmm. and it was a good way to get out there and meet more people and be in the community. And so, starting there, and then in the running club, we actually had an Olympic coach come up and do a running clinic with us, which was really cool. And I'm like, you know what, my real lifelong goal is, it's to become an adult cheerleader. And oh. this is really coming into play now for sure. But um, in 2018 is when I started feeling a little bit of, started getting some issues with my body, mm -hmm. um, with my hips. I was set to run the New York Marathon in November of 2018. Um, so I had started training in um, more diversifying my training. I started weight training, I started yoga. And then it actually came to a point where I couldn't run anymore. I was um, experiencing a lot of trouble in my hip and uh, I still ran that marathon because I'm stubborn and uh, you only get into the New York marathon once. Well, other people might get in more than once, but it's one of those things where you win the lottery and you're like, yes. so I went and did that. I have not run since that was literally my last run. I found out I have hip dysplasia and they said no more running. And I said, I guess so. <laughs> so um, after that it was kind of a, a struggle because my partner was suffering um, with some health issues and here's where I get all emotional um, <laughs> and so I also went through um, a period of very bad depression and anxiety um, basically all of 2018 leading up to that marathon was a real struggle to even leave the house I would um, I always felt like people were judging me because, you know, when you're depressed, mm -hmm. people don't expect you to smile. And I am a very smiley person. See, even when I'm crying, I start to smile. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so going forward from that, 
I really was struggling with finding what my passion was. I didn't know what it was. I was working. I got a job. Like I'm a full-time accountant, by the way, in my, in my day job. I did go to school for accounting. I am a full-time accountant during the day, not by night because that's too much tax. But, um, but it, even though I love my job, it wasn't really my passion. It wasn't that high that I felt, that, that glow that I felt from running, that that enthusiasm, that excitement, the wanting to learn more about it. Not that I don't learn about my regular job again. <laughs> but, and then when we basically, I, I was struggling. I didn't know what to do. So I just kept going. I was got into yoga a lot more and that, that was nice. And I still tried lifting, but I've gone through kind of a series of, of injuries. Um, in 2020, I was hit by a tree. Um, what? Yeah, I was uh, knocked out and hit by a tree in 2020. Um, right so in, just how right did noggin. that happen? How did that, it happened when I stopped to take pictures? One of my passions is taking pictures. Um, I stopped to take some pictures in Telqua, and it was a um, it was a bit windy out that day. But one second I was standing, the next second I was surrounded by people, and like the tree literally fell on you. A limb, a limb from the tree. Wow. The person that lived close by said he heard it crack and he saw it fall from 40 feet and hit me. And so that was kind of a, a setback as well. I'm actually still going through physio two years later and massage for my shoulder. So, um, cause it kind of, even though it doesn't necessarily look like I got hit by a tree, I'm hoping, um, it still has all of those effects of shifting mm. your body in different ways. Right. So that was something to come back from as well. So I started, didn't start, that was in September of 2020. So it's been two years. And then I started walking again. That was all I could do. All I could do starting in November, like after I felt like I was capable of doing it and could go back to a relatively normal kind of day-to-day -day thing, I started walking again. And it was January 1st of 2021 that we were on the phone um, with another friend of ours to talk, they had called me about um, doing some cash flow and looking at a spreadsheet, which is totally my jam. I really love those <laughs> numbers, I do. And we were on the phone for over two hours. And by the end of the conversation, it's like, I'm a part of this business now too, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so we spent um, a lot of the beginning of 2020, um, like, cause most people, no, we didn't, or you don't know, but if you do know, we uh, opened our doors for spin in, in September, 2020 after long weekend, but we spent like eight months prior to that building what we had, like doing the renovations, like figuring out what we wanted to do with the business, what, what kind of things we'd be able to offer. And really was the, the spinning was the big part. Yeah. And the spinning has been great because even for me with my multiple injuries and things I'm still able to get that cardio burn which is quite nice because I because I, I can't run anymore I can walk I can walk at a fast pace but I can't do that running mm. really necessarily but the the spinning is great and it has been a great source of cardio and um real enjoyment especially the way we do it I think so what I'm hearing is that the fitness was on both of you basically a form of healing Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it started that way. And um, I think it I still mean, is. Yeah. I mean, I think 
even though we participated in different um, physical activities, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a point I think where you're in tune with your body, where you're doing yeah. it and you're making endorphins, it for, you're enjoying it for the sport or the movement. Um, but when uh, we both were able to share and experience and go through um, the uh, piece like that mental health piece where we experience it's um, a hurdle a big... and it's affecting you emotionally and um, absolutely um, hindering the person that you are and you're starting to mm -hmm. see that change all of a sudden it becomes a deeper level of fitness it's not yeah. fitness just to have muscle or show muscle for us it's, it's the feeling it's the fitness to integrate your body and yourself together as whole and to also have passion and have fun doing it and so it just um, for us that's where it really stemmed from mm -hmm. it really stems from uh, the the marrying of feeling your body but also being able to tap into more than just your body yeah um, so once we started yeah talking I ended up taking all the courses Hannah was already just getting certified as a personal trainer she already had group fitness mm -hmm. and everything I ended up taking all of my courses last year I'm also a group fitness certified uh, instructor and I'm going to be starting my personal training certification yeah. soon as well under my mentor um, which is quite nice so we've but it's, what, what mm -hmm. I absolutely love about the story that you are telling is both that this was this was more from Hannah's side but this was an intentional decision to basically follow what what created a spark and you found a partner that has got yes. a different set of skill set than you to aid this. And yes. both of you share the passion of where fitness and health created healing on both of you emotionally. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that is that is something powerful. And I, I wish more entrepreneurs can hear this and understand that, that uh, you can do everything alone. You you can. No, absolutely but, not. We but what, what I'm trying to get at is you might not do it as well when you are in a partnership and when you have someone that that has got a different set of skill set than you two brains are always better than one Absolutely. It, it just makes it so much better if you look at the biggest success stories out there it's always almost like the creator and the analytic that yes. that creator analytic exactly exactly <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. um because usually the creator doesn't have the analytical skills and the analytical guy doesn't <laughs> yeah, have I suffer at being creative I'm, sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and being able, I mean, I think what makes this partnership so successful as well is not just sharing um, the same passion as well, because that's uh, what we always fall back on is that we don't always see eye to eye, but we are very respectful of each other mm -hmm. and what we've gone through. We don't dismiss anything of our feelings or what we're going through. So we always can agree to disagree. We can take some time for each other, but we always come back and it always comes back to kindness and love. And why yeah. are we doing this? And support. Like and when I'm having a bad day, she immediately offers to take my classes. Yeah. Even though yeah. I usually keep them because I know it'll make me feel better <laughs> for all those out there who are feeling crappy. Mm -hmm. Fitness really helped me. <laughs> and it can, it can make the worst day better. It, it definitely does. It's that natural happy pulse, right? <laughs> but um, tell us more about what, what are the offering that you, what, what can we do at uh, Fitness Rebel? Okay, so yeah. uh, what do we have? Rebel. What do we have? <laughs> so we have all of the spin classes. So we have, over the course of the last year and a half, we've actually purchased 10 brand new bikes um, and brought them in. Um, integrating them so we still have some of the old bikes but we both we mostly replaced a lot of them 
Um, so we have our spin classes that are available and we have at least one a day, I believe, because we usually have 6 a.m. classes yeah. on some evenings. And then we offer on a variety then, of different indoor cycling. So you can have a variety of where you're going to do intervals, an, an interval class. Um, or, you could be conditioning on just training strength for uh, power climbing. Uh, There's you, the ones where it's ha uh, partial spinning, partial toning. So you get off the bike and for the uh, second part of it, you would do some different form of toning with like yeah, dumbbells and, and stuff. And then we have the, we have blow spin as well. So yeah. it's kind of like the party on the bike on the Friday night. It's so fun. Oh, my, I love the healthier version, healthier version. Um, so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, that one. Uh, of going out to the club. Um, we have some other classes that we're going to be uh, working on that are some really interesting surprises coming up yeah. uh, that we'll be offering. So we also have our second room that has the other classes though as well that we've yeah. been, um, so we didn't have that at first. I think did we start that in Jen. Yeah, we expand, we expanded, no, we expanded in, in the summer before we opened. Yeah, yeah. we, we, uh, we found that we did some research and, and we talked to individuals that were coming in for uh, indoor cycling and some members that were really eager to see the studio open that had been previous. Um, members and so mm -hmm. we reached out to them and we, we received some feedback we reached out to community members individually just to talk about what they wanted and found that there was this need for this second space so we mm -hmm. um, opened that up and slowly started uh, building this um, more uh, strength training area and lots uh, of TRX we use the TRX quite frequently yeah, the suspension training we do for a lot of mobility and and hit classes um, we have power rigs we have machines we have all kinds of uh, lifting yeah all kinds of equipment and we're still adding more mm. um so that we can offer a variety of types of training but really it's not even just for us to offer that training but um to encourage other individuals that are interested in fitness or ever becoming an instructor for them to have a space to explore that and to maybe mm -hmm. find um you know if they don't stay with our studio but it gives them a space and a chance to explore fitness and as an educator to have um, individuals here at Sweat Rebel to mentor them yeah. and, and to offer them that freedom to find where they um, might excel or find passion in fitness. And so we have, um, so we have the youth classes that we recently yeah. started as well. We have and senior classes. Yeah, that's right. So and we have about seven different instructors, uh, anywhere from yoga to, we just recently training. added yoga. So that was a nice one. Um, another crystal. Yeah. It was a good sign. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> absolutely amazing. Um, yes, yeah, so we have cross conditioning, uh, we have hit classes. Um, we have instructors doing um, learning to lift. Maybe, so learning. Maybe just break down what does hit mean. You literally, you know, yeah. each other in the class. Yeah. No, no. Hit classes is, is that high <laughs> interval intensity training. Yes. Right? So, so you're looking at um, quick movements, usually little to no weight. Um, the and, cardio yeah. aspect that gets your heart rate yeah. up, and then followed by maybe some weights to lighter, yeah, lighter weights. Yeah. So you're keeping, you're keeping that, um, that cardio and that stamina is really being uh, challenged in the, in the, in the hit class. Um, Do you also and a, add a, a nutrition aspect to that? Uh, nutrition, we are working on um, just as trainers, um, various some nutrition that um, basic, we can discuss. Basic as, guidelines, basically. Yeah, as, as an actual in, uh, trainer, and I'm not sure if a lot of like, people know this, um, it is out of your scope to actually yeah. prescribe. We're actually supposed to you should recommend be, people to a dietitian. That's right. You should be because we, we don't know enough about your history and we don't see your mm. blood work. We don't have any of that information or that specialty to really prescribe something that is gonna tell you this is what's gonna work. So we can give you the basic um, knowledge and information about you know carbs, proteins, fats, and um, we have- The breakdowns yeah, of those things. That's right. Yeah. So there's a, a certain amount that we'll discuss um, with individuals. I personally um, am, am a big fan of intuitive eating. So I really um, 
and working on still, but have really improved um, my relationship with food. So that's where I believe in the nutrition piece that I come from when people talk to me is about intuitive eating and, and building a relationship with your food so that it doesn't become a, a negative thing. And we're, mm. we're learning coping mechanisms and things like that so that we're a little bit more in tuned into what we're putting into our body. And, you know, I, I love cookies and I will say yes to cookies. I love Absolutely. chips. Um, so <laughs> I'm very much geared away from uh, diet culture, um, the pendulum swinging of yeah. um, restrict binge um, things. I've done it myself. It never mm-hmm. works. So for me, I really focus on that. And if anybody wants very specifics, Absolutely. We'll recommend them to dietitians. Um, we are also in talks right now with um, some individuals that are from Vancouver that we're hoping to get um, up to Prince Rupert. If they can't come up to Prince Rupert, then we're hoping we can get them virtually and to set up some sort of program, hopefully in the new year, mm-hmm. where our members um, have the opportunity to ask questions and to learn a little bit more about ingredients. Like maybe a workshop of some yeah, kind. Yeah, right? learning, learning how to read the boxes at the grocery store, talking mm-hmm. about um, a little bit more in depth about nutrition and to be able to ask those questions with a nutritionist and a dietitian as well. So um, we don't focus too much on that, mm-hmm. um, um, just as that's not our area of specialty. All right. So tell us a little bit, what would the future of Sweat Rebel look like? Oh, the future. Oh, wow. It's like everything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's everywhere. We want to do everything. We have, a, we have a problem with getting really big and having too many. We get really ideas. excited about things. Yeah. Um, I would really love to see, and we are working on it, um, is, is being able to offer that online platform. Um, mm-hmm. So that is something that we were, were working through. We have internet now here in the building, yeah. which was the biggest hurdle to overcome. Yeah. It's only works really well in certain parts of the building yeah. though. So but we'll, we'll work through but that. We're, we're we'll getting through, through that. that right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and finessing our skills. I mean, we are a very new um, company and, um, and, and we just, we opened up during COVID. There was a lot of, I think, emotion as well that um, had mm-hmm. gone through COVID. So we really want to give ourselves time if we're going to launch online, we really want to do it um, well. And we want to have a really well thought out plan. Um, so that is something we need to take from the business end and sit down and talk about what that looks like, but then also take it as an instructor, what that looks like for instructing wise. So we are working on it. We're in the talks. I'd love to see us get online. Um, and really, we like to hear feedback. Um, and we um, commonly ask for feedback from our members to see what kind of classes they want to see. Like, is there different time frames? Like, yeah, I think we're very fluid. We'll have lots of different programs I think we'll offer in the future. But I think what I would really like to see too is um, the uh, either having an, you know individuals that will eventually um, come to Prince Rupert as Prince Rupert is developing and growing, or mm-hmm. um, if if it's something that we start ourselves. But having individuals that. Um, are capable of being an educator so that if people Mm -hmm. want to enter the fitness realm, Mm -hmm. they don't have to go so far away or they don't have to just sit online and they don't get that uh, personal Personal feeling, right? Like I did all of my courses online, which was great. Like I made a good connection with the people, but I know it would have been a little bit different if I was actually there in person, right? And and, yeah, and and, I mean, when we're talking about the body, right? It is is nice to be able um, to correct that form in person kind of like, or adjust. And, and yeah, absolutely. So uh, being able to have somebody that's an educator that can offer that kind of certification here so that we can gain more uh, certified instructors that have that knowledge, um, you know, uh, have that passion the, and they want to join us. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would love to see that come here if that's something that either our company initiates or if it is here and um, Sweat Rebel is a part of it. I'd love to see um, the education aspect grow so that we have more resources for individuals that, um, you know, 
are seeking out mm-hmm. how to do things. And so uh, that would be amazing. Something, um, yeah. something that I'm working on as well. We talked about earlier, the, the um, healing aspect of it. Um, I am on a wait list to eventually get into a schooling program uh, that is designed to uh, focus on it, um, trauma. So it's trauma training. How can we oh. bring in physical training and mm-hmm the you know trauma healing together and as a trainer not hinder their healing process and how to more encourage it but we're looking at different types of trauma that we have to get into there could be PTSD postpartum there could be uh, forms of abuse so there's a lot of different trauma that I have to uh, become educated in Mm -hmm. and um, and practice um, in order to facilitate and offer a program that um, can really help individuals that have experienced trauma and want to take that healing journey how can we help how can we be there that sounds fascinating and and it's definitely not a well-known fact to that i I would believe that's a very unique offering congratulations on that that would be amazing yeah yeah Yeah. so (laughs) So um, where 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 can we get hold of you yeah so we are located at the racket center which is in the parking lot of the golf course yeah. <laughs> on google maps it's a vacant lot on night so <laughs> we are this hidden gem <laughs> in the prince super big parking lot and, and this um in this beautiful um this uh racket center here where, where and then have we have two squash courts and we're also social media so yeah. facebook um instagram yeah. we're working on, on a website, website. Yeah. um yeah. and then we use an app called glowfox so Glowfox without a W, so G L O F O X, which has our full schedule. Mm-hmm. It has um, some of our apparel, a store on there. You can buy your memberships. Yeah, um, there's a community page for members on there, so we can post um, information if people would like a little bit more information on nutrition or different workouts. That platform, as well for the community um, tab, is where we would take our online platform, mm-hmm. where then you would have free access as a member. Um, in that in that platform to see then online videos um, right if it's either um, Q&A's or um, different video mm. conferences with different specialized individuals or if it's mm. if it's actual workout classes so we can offer a variety on that platform that's right from access from our app and you also have a range of accessories and apparel <laughs> yes we had, we we kind of started that before we even opened we just wanted something for ourselves and then other people liked it and we started selling it. yeah and, and it was fun during yeah. covid when we were really excited to get opened and yeah. then found We'd out we had to, to close yeah. again so we thought let's have fun right now yeah. and and we tapped in and we reached out to uh local business Haley apparel which helped us get started. And then since then, it's been really successful. So we've actually just reached out to a terrace company, a local designer and seamstress that um, is going to be making clothing and will be selling. Uh, we've also reached out to another individual that just launched her own um, athletics apparel line yeah. uh, through Prince George. And we will be in the works with her with coming up with some uh, custom apparel, trying to help support her and also have fun. Who doesn't love this yeah. apparel? I find it, it really brightens the mood. Just that little extra. We got I, guess I love, I love that everyone that you are collaborating with is mostly female in business. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really we, is. We, we absolutely, we have male instructors and we would, we would love mm-hmm. to collaborate as well with more, um, um, men for sure. Uh, but there is something to be said that when you find uh, another female that shares the same passion and can really, and that's cool. um, yeah, 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 and and really share the same uh, the same goals and values of and and that it just feels 
so right to just be speaking and, and, and forming this relationship. You just want to take to the next level. So it's, it's really exciting. I love it. You know that it is um, this month we are featuring uh, and we're putting more focus on females in leadership uh, and Absolutely. it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. So I yes. think that your message is very much aligned with that. And I'd, I'd like to congratulate you on all of that. That's oh, thank you. absolutely phenomenal. Um, one last thing before we end. What are some tips that you would give aspiring entrepreneurs in starting their own business? Some tips. Um, Being prepared. I think we were talking about this earlier because we knew it's something that we've thought about is being prepared, not only financially, because when you first start out as a small business, you're likely not to make any money in the first mm. year, two years, <laughs> um, having seen right that now. from a financial aspect, yeah. but also being prepared to put your time and energy into the business. So it's important to not downplay how much, how much that takes out of you. <laughs> Yeah, and, and especially having having kids in the family, that was a really a really important one. Was having uh, really big conversations with my family and my children to include them in that, and that letting them know that their voice is being heard. That um, at this point in time, that I'm going to be committing myself to this this mm-hmm. um, this passion and and this business and starting something new, and that I worry won't want them to be a part of it, uh, but to understand the time that that'll take and that that will shift. And so um, it was, it was uh, just being that, having that um, conversation and, and keeping that mindful and, and seeing my family shift when they knew how important it was for me. And they saw the changes that were happening in mm-hmm. me um, that they were more than willing to jump on board. And you'll find them here a lot of the time. Sometimes my daughter will be hanging out doing cartwheels in the hallway and, mm-hmm. and or my husband will be in the gym as well. And he's in the midst of um, just finishing up his certification now. So um, just that that mindfulness of just the amount of time it, it doesn't feel like it when it's your passion for sure no. but uh and then being okay with being <laughs> being being okay with being uncomfortable to put yourself out there like not everybody is a people like out there extrovert kind of thing and I think we're both kind of extroverted people oh, but no. introverted at the same time it's kind of hard well, to, it's, like it's it's unknown territory right it's unknown territory yeah. sometimes and um being but okay. being okay with being uncomfortable in that yeah. to get comfortable in it and and, and that's just where that's where growth comes from so just yeah. being being open I find that also being open and fluid we've we've changed so many things since we opened and what we thought the plan was but we didn't because we uh, opened to, we ask other people what they're like we ask members what do they want to see like what do yeah, what are the, things that we can do that make this a, a good experience for them? Yeah, or, or different things that happen, like the economy changes, um, you know, uh, on a global scale or on a local scale, um, you know, different needs or, um, you know, or trends happen. And so it's like, how can we change our strategy to stay through, you know, true to ourselves and our business and what we are here for? But then how do we also um, hear what the members need or what is mm-hmm. happening in the economy? And how do we just like merge that together um, uh, so, so I guess the tip, I guess the yeah. tip is to really to listen to others and yeah. really find out getting other people's feedback yeah. and finding that thing that sparks, yeah, and, sparks and, the joy and opening up to collaborations. We've collaborated yeah. with yeah, genetics exactly. and mission. This phones. is a whole lot of extra yeah. tips. And there's like a it's lot from, of tons of tips. I mean, from lots mindfulness of things, and yeah, I, I, family <laughs> time and yeah. preparation. Work-life and, balance. All yeah. Yeah. I think there's just a little bit like it's a lot because we're so new that we're really cognizant of like the things that we're kind of 
taking note with that has yeah. happened. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love collaborating. I know we have competition in the fitness industry, but we don't look at it like that. We, no. we appreciate everybody that's in the mm. industry and what they offer. And um, we, we want to um, support each business how we can and, and just kind of form this really nice community that we already are. are yeah. yeah, but even even deeper, make yeah. it deeper. <laughs> Let's get deep. Oh my <laughs> I love it. You guys were such a blast. Thank you so much for being on Let's Get Down to Business. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> well, my name is Daphne Thompson, and this is Let's Get Down to Business. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Let's Get Down to Business with the Prince Rupert and District Chamber of Commerce. If you would like to be featured as a guest on a future episode, please email us at rupertchamber at gmail.com or direct message us on Facebook or Instagram at Prince Rupert Chamber.